All right, we're back. This is David, and I'm here with Justin Janis, Josh Janis. I don't know why I said that. Um, Hilarious. Perfect start. Good start, good start, but we're keeping it. We're rolling with it, rolling with the punches here. All right, so if you could just kind of um, mention um, who you are and what you do currently. Sure. Uh, I'm Joshua Janis. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and currently I do stress management. So what does that mean? We assess and evaluate where your stress levels lie, and then we create habits. And uh, those habits are meant to be a foundation for you to be able to handle stress better, better in the future. The trick is that we create the habits and we put it inside like a fun game with points and levels and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, yeah, really try to impact people's lives that way. Nice. So is it more geared towards um, just general stress or like business stress or lifestyle or what do you kind of... I mean, I don't know if it's the energy that I put out or what, but most of my clients are people that are entrepreneurs Mm. and that have, uh, you know, stress in that realm. And and like, that's not, when I say most, I would say half. The other half, it's just, you know, stress and um, in any given daily routine, like, you know, one of the things that I first asked is like, on any given day, mm-hmm. what is your stress level between one and 10? Mm-hmm. Which can mean different things for different people. Um, but, you know, if you're anywhere between a three and an eight, I'm confident that my programs can help you. Okay. So, so take us back to kind of like day one, um, maybe you, you had just graduated and you didn't know what to do. Yeah. What was like the first kind of venture or job you were, you got into? Before I go into it, I should note that I got elbowed. I, I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've trained uh, BJJ for over 13 years. Okay. And I got elbowed in the lip really bad on Wednesday night, like bad enough where my mouth filled with blood. And like when I spit to the drain, it was like uh, that deep red, like really, <laughs> okay. really quite awesome. But uh, <laughs> so I have a fat lip. And uh, it's a little bit hard for me to talk with expression like, okay. or, or it's a smile because like talk with expression, I want to smile. Yeah, yeah, it I hear It kind of hurts a little bit. So uh, please note that that's the case. And if you see, like, yeah, it looks awful. <laughs> so um, We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right. Um, so I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur at about 19. So I graduated high school when I was 17. I had uh, skipped a grade when I was younger, so I was young. And in college... Uh, I just w- was going to college because that's what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, that's just that's just the normal path, and I didn't think anything of it. Right. Uh, and then I got in what people call a pyramid scheme. Uh, it was Excel Communications. Uh, from that, I made a little bit of money, um, but more importantly, learned that I didn't want to work for somebody else. Okay. And that I was just going to school because that's what I was supposed to do. Uh, but because I was a pussy, I continued to go to school for years after that until I really figured out what it is that I wanted. Mm. And I didn't figure out what it was that I wanted until I put a personal mission statement out there. Okay. I was a philosophy major in school, so I was going to a lot of philosophy classes. uh, And those, uh, from that, I gathered that I should put together a mission statement on my life. That, at the time, was to enjoy my life and to help others enjoy theirs. The reason that a mission statement is important is because every big decision that you have to make in life, it just makes it a yes or no. Okay, you have a mission. All right, does this help me enjoy my life while helping others enjoy theirs? Mm-hmm. Yes, no. 
If yes, move forward. If no, stop. Makes everything super simple. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, when you have big decisions, just mulling over it and having that worry and stress. Uh, once you create that mission statement, it's just like, yeah. You know. So where did you learn that to have that mission statement? Was that something that just came to you randomly or was that something? Uh, I mean, just, I, I don't remember the, the time. I just remember being in school thinking about it. Yeah. I, I do remember that from like, just because like everything in philosophy is introspective to me, mm -hmm. how I took it. Yeah. So I, I just, uh, I just realized that and I don't remember, it wasn't like a book or a time or whatever. I just feel like, oh, I should do that. Okay. And that mission statement guided me for a long time. It has really it was helpful. So do you still have that mission statement or has it evolved? It's evolved. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to acquire wisdom and to share that wisdom with others. Interesting. Yeah, that's the that's the new one, which I, I just started when I created my Odyssey. Mm. Um, because I, I felt as though I had evolved as a person. That's a very good word. I felt I had evolved as a person yeah. and that I should relook at that practice. Okay. And so I just did that in the last little over a year. Gotcha. Yeah. So what was your role? Um, was it Excel? So what was your role in Excel? Was it like a sales type of thing? or? or what? Yeah, man. Uh, we did. So Excel sold off-brand, and i got to remember this right, off-brand Sprint cell phones, mm. home phones. Remember, I'm a little older than you, so I'm, I'm 36 now. Okay. So this is back in 2000. Okay. I probably did it. I did my sophomore and junior year of college. So that was 2001, 2002. Uh -huh. So it, cell phones weren't like they are now. So we, but we did have cell phones. We had home phones, long distance. We had pagers, believe it or not. And then there was a fourth thing. But it was all communications. Yeah. What was the fourth thing? Was it maybe home and then long distance? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it in a while. It doesn't sure, matter. Sure. Those are the customers. I'm sorry. Those were, that was the product that we would sell. But it wasn't really based on the product. It was getting people underneath you to sell the product. Okay. And so, like, I would recruit you, be like, hey, I got this awesome opportunity. I would give a business presentation on how to do that. And I was the first to adopt it. I went to Parkside my first three years. Okay. UW Parkside. And I was the first to adopt it at the school. And I was outgoing. And I was good yeah. at it. I've always been, I've never had a fear of speaking. I've always been a relatively confident guy. Okay. Especially after I started jujitsu when I did. Uh, because I, I originally started my freshman year of college. Okay, cool. Um, and it's just all that adds to added to confidence. I was good at sales, and uh, you know I remember reading Zig Ziglar's Secrets of Closing the Sale. That helped. I just plugged that right into what I did. So yeah. I ended up having a, a really good network of people underneath me, and did relatively well. Um, but it just it, it began to. After a while, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. So how much of that, because speaking just from personal experience, from me starting like my agency, sales is definitely something that I, um, you know, is definitely a learning curve. It wasn't something that I had done a lot before. So how much of that sales experience do you think impacted what you currently do now? Well, I mean, in my career now, I preach that actions is, is where you learn everything. Like, yeah. I can tell you anything. You can read anything. Uh, but it's not until you take action and then make a decision off that action that things start to change. Mm -hmm. That was action for me. That was the, the, the tool that got me thinking about, oh, I could be good at sales. Because yeah. I never thought, I didn't want to go to college to be a salesman. Right, right, right. right. And, and nor really have I been a salesman in my career, but it was a good thing to learn. 
Yeah. Like it was a very, very good thing to learn. So do you have any kind of like strategies or habits or tips for taking a learning experience and turning it into an action experience? Or is it just a matter of just, just do it? Just the motion. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, that, that is the best slogan and the best advice. I mean, like, I don't think there's failure. I think there's learning and that sounds kind of trite, but ultimately it's true. Yeah. I mean, you can, everything is perception in this world. Mm. So take action. If you fail at whatever you thought your goal was, you're not failing because that is going to get plugged into the equation for the bigger picture that you have no idea. All we can do is read the book of our life in a certain direction. We can't skip ahead chapters. Mm. But if you could, you'd look back at whatever that experience is that you failed on and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes a big difference. Yeah. No, I love that. That's That definitely makes a lot of sense. So so what did you get into? So you all right, you do the um, sales and, and multi-level marketing, yep. graduate. What's, I didn't graduate. You didn't graduate? No, I went to school for four and a half years. Okay. I uh, switched my major three times and I did not graduate. Okay, so so what was the first thing that you did after that? So part of the reason I didn't graduate, well, one, like I said, when I was 19, I knew that I wasn't going to school for a job. So then from 19 to 22, I was just in school Mm -hmm. doing Excel and like, you know, making okay money, but like not not okay money to like a standard that I would hold myself to now. Sure. Um, But for a college student, okay money, and I I liked what I do, like what I did, excuse me. Um. But it, like I said, it just wasn't for me. I looked at my mission statement. Okay, to enjoy my life and to help others enjoy theirs. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that with Excel. What could I do that with? Well, I like to party. <laughs> so like, you know, what, well, what can I do to make real money in that? While yeah. I was doing Excel, I was also doing like uh, bar backing and did promotions and did security in different places. Okay. Different bar, different bars. Sure. And uh, it's like, I like that. You know, well, let's let's see that. And then an opportunity came to me um, from a friend that like, a guy was trying to get out of a small nightclub in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Three for anybody a little bit older that that's listening. And uh, the nightclub was 2,300 square feet. They had three owners. Uh, now I wouldn't think of it as a great business opportunity, um, but then it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but the one problem was that I didn't have much money Mm -hmm. like uh, it was fifty thousand dollars to buy into that one third portion of the nightclub okay and i didn't have that so uh and i had no idea how to get that i didn't like my family's middle class right you know my parents probably close to lower middle class how Mm -hmm. they you know i didn't uh, i didn't know all i knew is that if i didn't give myself an option that I would get it done. And I, I truly believe that. So if if you don't get anything else from this podcast, it's this little point. If be congruent with everything that you say and that you do. If you say you're gonna do something, do not give yourself an opportunity not to. Now on the flip side of that, be careful what you say. <laughs> right. <laughs> but let's let's put that to the side. It's so important to 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 be like, okay, I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and just do it. Don't give yourself an option. Burn the boats. Yeah. You know, that my favorite scene uh, that I bring up a lot is uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman. I think it's Batman Begins when he's in the pit. Yeah. And he's trying to fucking climb out with the rope and he fails and he fails. He's like, fuck the rope. I'm going to yeah, do yeah. this. 
Like it's that, it's just that. And it's crazy what you can get done when you don't have another option. Mm-hmm. So uh, if there's one thing that I can partake in and you get from the listeners, it's be congruent with everything that you say and that you do. If you say it, then fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard, um, I think um, it was Bradley on one of his Instagram lives or something. He said something like that too, where, you know, don't give yourself an out. If you make it an agreement with yourself and you can't trust yourself in the future to make, like, to sure. live up to that agreement, then it becomes a slippery slope. You're screwed, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so how did, what was, what had to happen, I guess, to go from the bars to what you do now? Where was that uh, connection? So, so fast forward, I ended up doing seven bars, five cafes in a 13, 12 and a half year period. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the way, how, how did you get that like 50 grand? I think you said, yeah, how did yeah. you raise that? So a uh, portion of it, I won in a poker tournament. Okay. I've, I've always liked to play poker. Uh-huh. Uh, I won a portion of it in a poker tournament and my grandmother loaned me the rest of the money. Okay. Which I didn't even know that she had. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, like it was, it was weird because I was scrambling around and like I was asking everybody and like I had my business shitty business plan but business plan nonetheless yeah like i was 22 man like why the fuck would you loan money to a 22 year old to try to buy a third of a nightclub that sounds like a bad idea me saying it yeah but my grandma had uh faith in me Mm -hmm. she was just a loving like man the the most impactful person in my life just loving gave me an opportunity i wouldn't i wouldn't have anything without my grandma who passed away last year. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 that was, that was tough. And it's tough. I mean, like it's tough asking for that help sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but I mean, when you don't give yourself an option and I think she saw that cause at first she said no. Yeah. And I just assumed she didn't have the money, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then like, she just saw that for months, like this wasn't going away. It took months. Mm-hmm. She saw that it wasn't going away. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it just she believed in me, or, or you know, felt I don't know, I don't yeah. know, I don't know why she would do it because it's not a good business investment. So, uh, so was that first um, venture successful, or was it more of a learning experience? Break even. Break even. Yeah, I would I would call it a very good learning experience. A college that I, I made a little bit of money, lost a little bit of money. Yeah, but yeah. It was I, I call it a, just a, a break even. I've had now that I've known bad failure. Mm-hmm. Good success. I'd say it's breaking. Okay. So why don't you touch on that? Um, what was one of like your bad failures, and then on the flip side of that, what was a really high point for you that you can that sticks out for you? Well, yeah. I, I wonder how I can tell this in a in a narrative that makes. I'll will just go through it real quick, and I'll, I'm going to go through it quickly. Go ahead. So three uh, was to me like a, like I said a break even type of thing, and then the next place that I did. Uh, Sinbin lost money, lost a bunch of money in it, but not, I mean, relatively to the amount of money that I've lost in other, not that much, but for mm-hmm. me at the time, a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, then partnered with the guys from Red Rock, um, with me and two partners, um, and we created Red Rock and we didn't have a choice. We needed to make that work and we made that work. Mm-hmm. And then we bought McGillicuddy's, made that work. In the meantime, uh, I started something called Refuge Cafes. Um, ended up doing five of those within a four-year period. 
Um, we did a Red Rock in Madison, Brass Alley. We so you know, growth, growth, growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it just that industry was not for me anymore. Yeah. Um, and I just I wanted I wanted out, or mm-hmm. I wanted to have control of it to run it the way that I wanted to. Yeah. <clears throat> my partners who are still in the business, who still run great businesses, uh, my former partners, I should say, uh, they didn't want out. So I was like, okay, well this would be fair for me to purchase you out then you know let's that's what's fair to purchase me out um so that was a high as far as you know financially and then right after that you know i took a little bit of time i was like well you know i can do whatever i want mm-hmm. you know I, I have freedom you're right um but I, I had the refuge cafes which were costing me a ton of money but i'm just passionate about i loved i love the idea of quick and healthy food mm-hmm. but like that where can you get quick and healthy food? You still can't. Right. Like, I still think it's a good idea. Uh, it's just my execution was not there. I never built the culture around it. Okay. Um, for various reasons, I failed with that. Okay. And I lost a fuck ton of a lot of money on that. <laughs> I mean, relatively speaking, in 10 years, I'll probably be like the same thing with the sin bin. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. for me right now, it's a fuck ton of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, uh, about six months after I had sold, there was an opportunity for another bar, and uh, that bar, again, conceptually great. Just it was a great idea. It was uh, half Chicago, half Milwaukee. It was called Rivalry, mm-hmm. um, and we had it was it, conceptually it was great. I still think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that failed uh, because I w- didn't build the right culture. There was some really screwed up things like the basement would flood constantly during summer and summer was our busiest time so we had a patio there was a lot of things that were didn't go my way okay but frankly it failed because of me and i should have never done another bar my ego said who am i if i'm not josh who owns lunchbox mm. because you get you, like it, it strokes your ego right when it, like oh yeah you're there yeah i love this place or whatever you know so like you tell that story to yourself continuously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I lost who I was, and and I didn't like, I didn't like going into the bar mm-hmm. again. I got out of that industry because of that. But I was like, well, I'm good at it. I might as well do it. This is a. I, I thought it was a perfect location. Turns out it wasn't a. It was a good location, just on the outside. But with all the problems that the building had and all this, it wasn't. Yeah. And I, so I did it for the wrong reasons, and man, failed massively. Yeah. And so I went from this high peak to this fucking valley. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that valley led me into a depressed state, which I had never experienced before. And clawing myself out of that, I realized, like, man, that sucks. I never want to do that again. And I felt felt something like I can help people not experience this. Mm. And that took probably about six months to kind of claw myself out of. And like, you know, a lot of reading. Like, I never realized, I don't want to get too much into the depression, but like, I never realized the physical toll that a depression can take. Yeah. Like, I, like I, man, <clears throat> it's like getting out of bed felt like I had an extra 50 pounds on me in this blanket. Like, yeah, like it was, it, this gray cloud would follow me everywhere. It sucked, you know. But through that, I have a better understanding of where people are at. And, uh, you know, I, I said, well, I want to help people find their purpose. I couldn't find my purpose mm-hmm. after failing, you know, after this depression. It was hard for me to find my purpose. So that's how it started. My odyssey started with me trying to figure out how to get people to, to find their purpose. 
and uh, I don't want to. Now I'm just on a tangent. <laughs> no, I mean, so so something that I find interesting is um, because I I feel like I hear it and see it so much, and myself included, where we just go through our lives and do things that you know other people expect us to do, or like you keep repeating that story to yourself. How do you? Like, how would you, if you saw someone in that path and they knew that something inside of them wanted something more, but they just didn't really know how to find that, like that mission, that passion, how would you, you know, help that person find their journey? Yeah. So exactly what we said at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. take action. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't, I don't care what that action is. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working with clients, it's, I get them to take action and then we develop habits. So it's like sometimes a, a habit, like uh yeah. I tend to focus on communication as a habit. Um, how you talk to yourself is normally where, I shouldn't say normally, but that is, tends to be where I start. Mm-hmm. And like understanding that we talk to each other, we talk to ourselves in a negative way. We wouldn't want to be friends with ourselves most of the time for the people who are stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I forgot where I was going with that. Damn it. Back to your question. <laughs> <laughs> how, like how you change your narrative, how you change your own story. Yeah. So, so that would be develop like every time that you say something like, man, I, I should have done more today, whatever. Well, instead of that, oh, okay. Having that cue that you're like, oh, I just said something negative. Mm-hmm. Then having a craving for something positive, like, okay, no, I want to turn that into something positive. And then having a routine. Okay. I should have got done more. But you know what I did get done? I got this, this, this. And then giving yourself the opportunity to have a reward, mm. like, oh, I was able to do that. So take action is, is the overall arching thing. Yeah. And then how do you do that? Small steps. You're not running a marathon. You're not, you're not just getting out of bed and running a marathon, right? Like you have to run a half mile. You have to learn how to run. Yeah. You haven't been taught how to run appropriately for long distances. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's that habit formation and building that foundation. Mm. Something you said to me last time we spoke um, really kind of resonated with me, and that was don't try to do too many habits or take on too many habits at That's once. Right. So can you just kind of touch on that? To, because I've, I've definitely been there where I'm kind of like, oh, I can try this. Oh, I can try that. This is going to help me. This is going to help me. So what would you say to someone like that that kind of has that shiny object syndrome? Yeah, so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of people are like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, Okay, and then they're able to, they're mentally strong enough to do it for a period of time, right? But then that is like a muscle that wasn't trained, like you're just trying to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, one piece fails. So like you, you start slacking on the diet part or whatever it is that you want, right? You start right. slacking on the diet part, then you get kind of bummed about that, and then you get slacking on the, the workout part, and then you get slacking on the hours that you want to put into starting your own business, and then it all crumbles. Mm-hmm. And then your momentum goes negative yeah so put some w's on the board let's let's get some wins right and like that means that okay you you want diet exercise and you want to work harder right those are three fucking giant things Mm -hmm. like you're going to fail that's too much to i want to carry a backpack that has 250 pounds in it good luck yeah it's just not maybe you can pick it up maybe you can carry it for a couple you know a couple yards but that's going to, you're not going to be able to do that. You know, let's start with a backpack that has 10 pounds in it. I gotcha. And then be happy with that, mm. you know, your perspective on that. And then you can work your way up to that. But so many people are like, I want to do this, that, and the other thing. 
then it's like it just becomes too much that weight they fail and then they're bummed out and then back to eating cake and, and sitting on their ass so really um just take one of those at a time and then just stack them on stack those habits over time that's right develop the habit mm-hmm. so that's why i believe what i do is so powerful mm-hmm. because develop the habit okay now we have that habit are you doing that subconsciously yes perfect let's move on to the next one let's mm-hmm. stack that like you said let's stack that on mm-hmm. go to the next one great go to the next one holy shit we're carrying 50 pounds nice yeah um so something that i also, I also kind of wanted to touch on this i think we still spoke about this last time as well um is that like that Im- <laughs> that imposter syndrome where um i think i was mentioning to you how you know i just started this digital marketing agency and um i wasn't kind of like maybe as comfortable sharing my expertise because i didn't feel like i was in a position like an authority position to That's give right. that advice yeah and then um yeah, so the advice you gave me was, um, I forgot exactly what you said, but if you, you want to touch on that absolutely, yeah. for someone in that position. So confidence, first of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like in one of my uh, online classes, they have a, a chart called confidence cliff. So confidence is paramount to success to a certain extent. Yeah. So like picture you walking up a cliff. Okay, I got more confidence, more confidence, more confidence. But if you're not looking down, that cliff is going to have a sharp drop. So you have to have be confident all the way to the point of the cliff where you're looking down and being like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to stop here. Mm. The point of that is that you need to have confidence in what you've already known. So like I do jujitsu, like I said. So like a blue belt can teach a white belt anything. Like, I mean, uh, an arm bar, positional, all the stuff that a white belt would need, a blue belt can teach. Mm. Can a blue belt teach a black belt? Well, sometimes a, a true black belt would, you know, learn from every situation, right? But the point there is that understand that there's going to be purple belts and brown belts and black belts that you run into in your own industry and to defer and learn from those people. That's what you need to do. That's not to say that the people that you're already helping, that you're not the expert for them. You, you've done your stuff, right? Mm. You're, you are the expert in your field for the people that you're helping. Yeah, I like that a lot. You're just not the ex, you're not the pinnacle, you're not the Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, can a college basketball player teach a 10 year old how to play ball? Fuck yeah, they can. But if they were like, well, I'm not Michael Jordan, well, I, I don't know if I should, you'd be like, wait, what? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, I, I really like that analogy of the mountain and going up the mountain and saying, you know, looking over that peak and saying, okay, I think I'm gonna just chill here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. because once you get overconfident, yeah. You know, then you start trying to teach the black belts, then you're not learning. Yeah. Then then you think that you're you're the best. And when you think you're the best and you have an ego, you know, you're not learning and you get kicked in the sack. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. So what's what's kind of um because uh the, the title of the podcast that I that I uh settled on was Journey Over Destination. Hmm. So <laughs> what uh what would you say like the next six to twelve months, what is gonna be your journey? Like what's gonna be the one thing that you are going to make a mission to work on. So first of all, on my, I have a fancy belt. I have, I don't have like the the normal one that hands out. Like, uh, so I have a brown belt, three strike brown belt for anybody that listens that does Mm jujitsu. Uh, on my belt, I have, uh, inscribed, enjoy the journey. Okay. So that's kind of funny because sometimes jujitsu sucks. You just get beat up and you know, whatever, but Mm -hmm. every day you're getting better, you know? So enjoy the journey. I like, I like that concept. And I, the part of the reason why is just kind of a good reminder to myself because I feel like a lot of times I get caught up with 
the outcome. I focus so much on the outcome. Like, oh, I didn't make X amount of money this day. I don't, I didn't make X amount. I didn't like meet X quota, but I don't realize that I grew from yesterday and the week before and I'm better. Well, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit on that point. Immediacy is something our mind is trained for over thousands of years. So Mm -hmm. like, like, okay, we're on the plains of Africa. We're hungry. We eat, you know, we kill something and eat it. That's, there's an immediate payoff. Mm-hmm. Right. There's an immediate payoff if we're tired, we, we sleep or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. Well, for us, that's not the case. There's a lot of things that we do now that we put work into that we just don't see the results, mm-hmm. you know, or we don't see them right away. So right. We, we have this deferred payment that it's hard for us to, to get our heads around because we want that immediate. We're trained to have that that immediacy. In like that immediate reward, uh, so that can be difficult and not something that uh, that you're alone with. Mm. Um, all right, what was your original? <laughs> yeah, we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, um, I'm very good at that. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Journey, so, something about the journey. Yeah, so um, like I know you mentioned, it's tough to take on all of these tasks and all of these habits and all these focuses at one time. So what would you say your journey is over the next six to twelve months? Is it going to be like the business, the health, the you know, whatever. Yeah. So my, my, um, what I'm working or I shouldn't say what I'm working on as of yesterday, mm-hmm. when I, I went to go see Tony Robbins yesterday mm-hmm. and, uh, I will be incredibly more effective in everything that I do. If I can immediately control the state that I'm in, mm-hmm. this is a shout out to Tony Robbins. Uh, but the way that he put it, you know, your physicality and your focus go into the state of mind that you're in. So, uh, that is what I'm focusing on. I don't like the business will come. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, I, I get referrals. I haven't even started advertising yet. Yeah. Do it. Not worried about the business itself. Obviously, there's going to be growing pains. I've done businesses quite a bit. I'm expecting this. Mm-hmm. For me to be the best that I can be, I need to make sure that I can be in the best state all the time. And so that's what I'll be working on the next six to 12 months. Awesome. That's my simplistic, you know, everything else. If I do that, it'll fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I actually looked at a bunch of your like videos on like Facebook and, um, I think you had some on YouTube, right? Uh, Yeah. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. And, um, honestly they, I think they deserve a lot more views. So tell everyone where they can find you because there's some really good tips in there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, everything is my odyssey. M Y O D I S E E. So you can go to, uh, well actually YouTube's under me, I think. Ooh, I should change that. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I think it's Joshua J, BJJ, um, or you could type in Joshua Janice on YouTube to find all of them because mm. they're all housed there. Um, otherwise, you can go to the Instagram, which is uh, My Odyssey. Um, you could go to my uh, Facebook, My Odyssey, um, or you could contact me and I can you know send you videos. Uh, cool. Joshua at MyOdyssey.com. Yeah. Um, there's some videos, uh, and links on the site. So cool. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, yeah. I put, I put some effort into those videos, even though I'm an awful videographer, <laughs> uh, what I say hopefully is, uh, is yeah, right. no, it's, it's definitely good stuff. Um, so definitely if you're listening to this, go check him out and reach out to him, uh, if you need any help. And, uh, yeah, thanks for being on, being on the show and appreciate your time. Thanks, man. I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. I'm glad if I can be of service, let me know. Cool. Thank you. Yeah.